If you have started or have wanted to start a clinic in either dialysis, COVID testing, or any other kind of clinic, then you've had to think about what IT infrastructure you need as the platform at which you, you operate on top of. And there are many, many choices when it comes to how to set up infrastructure that meets your needs. But I wanted to go through what I have seen as far as best practices in a in COVID testing clinics and how they have been able to spin up very quickly and efficiently and effectively use data platforms that have served them very, very well. Hello, this is Caleb and you're listening to the Healthcare Analytics Podcast. With me on the show is my teammate Tatsuya Murao. If you are wanting to start a COVID testing center or a clinic involving dialysis or physical therapy, etc., what do you choose as far as your IT infrastructure? Many times what an individual will do once they have a hope or dream of starting something like that is that they will contact their friends and or professional colleagues in the same industry and say, hey, what do you use? What's been best for you? And really use that advice as a as a way to move forward. And often if those individuals that you ask use a healthcare centric platform like Cerner or Epic or any other platform then they will usually use that platform because they know that it's an industry standard. What I would like to explore is what I have seen in some clinics where they use technology stack that is not healthcare specific, but allows them to have a lot more customization and be able to tailor their IT infrastructure to what they want. One of the foundational problems is that with the clinic, it's not a large scale hospital. So what that means is that the needs of a hospital are different than that of a clinic. In a clinic, you'll have a staff that is less than, let's say, 20 people. And within that, then there will be individuals who will do multiple things and will have more than one task to do. On top of that, there's a lot more flexibility within a clinic and there's a lot more ability to grow and to learn in, in some cases. I'm not saying that's the case in all, but what I'm saying is that a clinic is sometimes treated differently than a large hospital system. And so when you ask somebody from a large hospital system, what system do they use, then they will label off a system that they've poured many, many millions of dollars into in order to work for their needs. But as a clinic, you don't necessarily need that to start up. You need something that scales and something that will meet your needs and that will allow you to do all the reporting and all the regulatory requirements that you need. And so one of the things that I thought of was was if I were to start IT infrastructure stack from scratch, what have I seen that works and, and how would I do it knowing what is done in healthcare as far as Cerner or Epic or any other system, as well as what's done on the IT side and analytics side of things. And so I would like to go and explain what you need to consider in order to make a decision as far as what system to use, what can be done as far as a Microsoft stack, as well as how you can best utilize your team in the best way possible so that they aren't fiddling with technology that should be easy to operate. So what do you need to think about as far as developing your IT infrastructure from scratch or even rebuilding it? 
one of the things you have to think about is maintenance. What will the maintenance cost be if you need to change anything up within that infrastructure? If you are using an out-of-the-box solution that is recommended to you by healthcare professional who have has used other out-of-the-box solutions that involve uh, or serve healthcare-related clients, what that means is that you're going to get something very specific to healthcare. But one of the downsides could be flexibility. And so your ability to do in-house maintenance may be limited. And I have seen many times where I've worked with clients where the maintenance of their system has been from the people who they bought the system from or the company that manages and hosts a specific tool set. What this means in practice is that if you are looking for any support to change anything within your IT infrastructure, you're going to have to rely on a third-party service or third-party team in order to get it done. It means that you will have less ability to control the end result that you want. Now, you can explain the end result and you and you can work with others to get to the result you want, but it's going to yield most likely less flexibility. As an example, if you are starting a clinic and you use a platform like Cerner, for example, then any change that you want to make within that platform will have to be done by a Cerner employee. And so you're going to not only pay for the system that you are buying and adopting, but you will also pay for the infrastructure changes that need to be done. And so you'll have to know that within the cost of using a packaged platform will be the cost of changing it and modifying it to your needs. And that cost will be incurred by you and is will be something that you will have to pay for for any changes that have been done. If you have a change that you want to make to your system or IT infrastructure, then you're going to have to hire somebody from the company that is hosting that ERM or CRM. That is often very painful because you are relying on a third party to accomplish something on their timeline. And so they may promise deliverables and you be able may be able to have the resources to make those changes, but they're already dictating the terms, that they're deciding on what changes can be made because of the way that they've already set up the infrastructure for other clients. So it's important to keep in mind that the maintenance of the IT infrastructure will be done by the third party if you've bought in a third party tool set. Secondly, you have to think about security. What kind of security features and measures do you want? And what is required as far as your regulatory compliance, etc.? Many, many tools now acknowledge that they have certain levels of, of security. And in healthcare, since it is a industry that needs the highest security, then it's incumbent on you to make sure that any tool that you use has those security requirements. The other thing that you need to consider outside of maintenance and security is cost and modularity. And I'm grouping these two together because they're they're like brother and sister, cost and modularity, because sometimes you will pay low entry level costs. And so in order to build a tool or to buy a specific tool set, then it will be a low base level cost. But in many cases, what will happen is that to make any changes or to have any modularity then the cost increases drastically. And so you'll have a base cost that is reasonable, but any step above that 
will cost more and more and more. And those incremental costs can get you in the very, very end. And so if you started off and said, hey, I like this system. It has a very, very good base level cost and we only need the basic things. As your organization and as your clinic grows, you're going to need to have greater levels of modularity and you're going to need to tack things onto your system. And any time you have to tack something onto it or add or improve it, then the cost could go up drastically. And so you have to be cognizant of the fact that cost and modularity are something to take into consideration when you're building a system from scratch. Ultimately, what you need to consider is how your team will manage IT infrastructure stack that you've created. If you're relying on a third party, then you will say to yourself, hey, we don't need our staff to manage our IT infrastructure. We we don't intend on hiring anybody in IT in order to start the clinic or to run the clinic. And in that case, then it's very, very easy to delegate all that IT infrastructure to a third party and adopt and or pay for the third party platform. It will cost, but the the positive side of it is that you don't have to worry about it. You're not thinking about all the IT infrastructure that you have to build out. But if you are wanting to build it out yourself, then these are the things that I would recommend you think about. You need to think about the interface that you need uh, to track data. What will you use in order to input information and get those outputs out? The second is how will you store data? And so if you interface and track data and then you store it, how will it be stored? And the third is what do you need as an effective reporting platform? What things is needed in order to give you the information? And fourthly, what systems integrate smoothly? And so if you have built this ERM system, does it integrate with any other systems that you have? Because most likely, as you grow as a clinic, you will adopt more and more systems. And so you need to think about a platform that works according to all the other systems that you're using. If you need to interface with data, you just need to make sure that you do it in the right way. Likewise, you need to store data in a way that you can manipulate and you can use on a daily basis. Any storage of data means that you're going to need to effectively report on it. And so if you have an effective database, then reporting is quite easy with with the tools that you have in mind. And so I would like to take the rest of this episode to explain to you what I have seen as an effective way to build an IT platform from scratch using a Microsoft stack. Now in the future, I'll go through what it means to use an Amazon or AWS stack, but Right now, I'd like to explain and show you what I have seen as being very, very effective for clinics as far as using a Microsoft stack. As far as beginning decisions, they decided that they wanted to have an IT team that they could manage and that they could use to implement any data tools that they needed to do. In doing this, they've given themselves the flexibility to grow and to create customizable tools that meet their needs. If they didn't have one or two individuals that were cognizant of their system needs, then they would have had to adopt a third-party platform that would not have been to their best advantage. And so being a technology-centric clinic, what that means is that they could use a technology stack and form it to what they needed. 
They also reached out to us to say, hey, we would like to make these modifications and we need it to be at this cost, et cetera. And so they had a better handle of what they needed, what they needed to change, and they could individually work with us or other individuals to accomplish their mission. And so if you're using a Microsoft stack, one of the things that is important is within Microsoft, you need a way to interface and track data. And what they used is Microsoft Dynamics CRM. It has a variety of different tool sets and abilities, but what it is is it's an interface platform that can connect to database that is hosted by Microsoft Azure. So what that means is that within Microsoft Dynamics, they could create the different forms, the different tracking, anything that they needed in order to make sure that their patients are on the right track, that the data is going to the right location, that different reports are getting created on a patient-by-patient basis. All of those things were managed by Microsoft Dynamics uh, 365. After they established Microsoft Dynamics as their CRM or interface platform, then they were able to make changes to Azure on the back end in order to access the data they wanted. And so it was easy for them to modify data, add columns, make calculations, and add forms in order to meet their needs for their their patients, as well as meet their internal needs as an organization. And so once you have an internal system that can use databases as best as possible, then it's easy to have a reporting system that is built upon a database that is effective. What you can use is you can use a reporting platform like Power BI or even Excel at the very basic level to get the reports that you need in order to make decisions for your organization. Once you have a reporting system that you like, then it's a lot easier to manage it and to understand what's going on in your organization. What we have seen is that clinics have the same reporting requirements as large-scale hospitals in a lot of cases. But the problem is that clinics don't have the resources that the hospitals do as far as reporting, IT, staff, etc., Because of this, it's very, very important to understand the system that you're using and why you are using it. If you need to make it robust and strong, then you need to consider what tool set you need to use in order to get that done. And even if it takes time to explain what you need in a tool set, it's better to establish up front what you need as an organization and as a clinic in order to accomplish the best work. If you utilize something like Microsoft, What that means is that you will have access to individuals who have been using Microsoft tools for a very, very long time. And so if you need to build anything with a Microsoft stack, then it's very, very easy to look for individuals who use a Microsoft stack on a daily basis, who know how to create forms, who know how to make changes to a CRM that's Microsoft-based. They know how to make changes to a database because all of those are essentially components of an integrated whole. On the other hand, if you use something that is a third-party platform that is focused on, let's say, helping clinics in a certain area, what that means is that you're going to have to rely on them because they're the ones who have the technological know-how. But when you use something like a Microsoft stack, the information is out there for everybody. And so if you have a problem or you have a question as far as something within Microsoft, 
it's very, very easy to do a quick search and learn about what's going on within your system. If you don't want that ability, then it's always easy to delegate that out. But if you want the ability to have the power and control over the progress of your IT infrastructure, then I say Microsoft is a good way to go. There are other stacks that may be more effective. Like I mentioned, an AWS stack or an Oracle stack may be more effective, but it's important to keep these in mind when you are making the decision upfront. And as you are making the decision, you need to sit down with individuals that you know and trust and or are knowledgeable about the IT infrastructure that you need and lay out an entire plan. What's your wish list? And create a robust document that explains what you need as far as the IT infrastructure. After you have a detailed plan, then you can go through and you can then decide what's best for you and your organization. Like I said, this is one potential way you can do it. And it's quite effective in my opinion because it doesn't incur unnecessary costs. And that is the thing is that what you want to know is you want to know the entire expense that you're going to have as far as IT. Many times expenses in IT are hidden because of unforeseen changes, because of different modifications that you want, etc. And so if you line out at first what you want, then you will be able to articulate the cost that you will have to incur as far as laying out IT infrastructure. If you set it up correctly, then what that means is that you will have an effective way of doing work in the future. Meaning you won't have staff members trying to use a tool set that doesn't meet your needs. So instead of spending four or five hours trying to build a report, it will take a staff member 10 seconds, 15 seconds to create it. And that can be the difference between succeeding and failing. Because if you can improve the effectiveness of a staff member by, let's say, an hour or two a week, it adds up over an entire year. If you improve the performance of, let's say, just one staff member for one hour a day for the entire year, that is well over 200 hours that is saved and or could be used for more useful endeavors. Once you think about it that way, then every single minute, every single hour that is being used in IT is an hour that could be spent doing something else that is more productive and or more useful to the end patient. If you have any questions about an IT infrastructure, feel free to reach out to us. We have worked with many clinics that have had specific needs for reporting, for database management, and for their CRM. And we're just sharing with you what we have found to be one of the most effective ways to start an IT infrastructure for clinics and or for small organizations. If you like this episode or have any questions about setting up your IT infrastructure, feel free to reach out to me at Caleb at Arcos Analytics or Tatsuya at Todd at Arcos Analytics. And we'd be happy to answer any of your questions for free as far as how to start an IT infrastructure from scratch. Likewise, if you also like the podcast and would like to give a review, we'd enjoy that very, very much, as well as any comments that you'd like to leave about this specific episode. And thanks for listening. 